This is part one of our two-part series on eclipses and retrogrades. We talk all about eclipses and the really cool energy they bring, and we answer some really important questions, like should you charge your crystals during an eclipse, or is it okay to manifest during an eclipse? The answers might actually surprise you. This is Heather Wood and Jamie Hayhurst, and this is the Intuitive Girl's Guide. Hey, Jay, I want to talk about eclipses and retrogrades. I think we're going to have to do it across two episodes. Let's start with eclipses here, and then we'll go to retrogrades in the next episode. But they so go together, and they're such hot topics right now. I think we should do like a little two-part series. What do you think? Yeah, we always hear about them together, so I think we need to learn about both of them. But there's going to be a lot to talk about. Yeah, awesome. So at the time of recording this, This is a hot topic. Yes. But I think it's kind of always a bit of a hot topic because eclipses and retrogrades are super common and people seem to get really worked up around them. Yeah, there's a lot of hype around them that um, may not always be very productive. Yes. So we seek in this episode to give you information and really help you understand what to do with the energies of these things because the answer isn't like, lay in bed and don't get out. Oh my God, it's an eclipse or a retrograde. But there is definitely things that you can do, like little tweaks or things to be aware of that are going to really help your experience. Right. And if you know what's happening, then you can use it to your advantage sometimes. Exactly right. Okay. So I thought we'd start with eclipses. Okay. So let's get to, let's get like the little technical part out of the way, which is interesting, but I want to talk more about the energy and stuff. Okay. But let's go to that first. So There are two kinds of eclipses. There's a solar eclipse and there's a lunar eclipse. Mm -hmm. A solar eclipse is when the moon is in between the earth and the sun and it blocks the sun from fully hitting the earth. Right. A lunar eclipse is when the earth is in between the moon and the sun and prevents all or most of the sunlight from hitting the moon. Exactly. Okay. People get very confused over those, and I I think it's worth like really like googling a picture. If I can find a good one, I'll put it in the show notes so you can see exactly what's happening in the sky. Right, and it's not like every time there's an eclipse, the whole planet goes dark. Exactly right. There are partial eclipses. There are total eclipses. There are an annual annular eclipse, which I'm going to talk about. There's all different kinds, and. Our ancient ancestors freaked the heck out, which makes sense because they didn't know what was going on, but they did know because they're freaking smart that this happened in a cyclical way. Right. They noticed the pattern of it. Exactly. So we have between three and seven eclipses a year. Yeah, that's a good amount. Yes. So this year we have four. Right. Last year, which was 2020. For us, there were seven. (laughs) Right, which is what adds to that whole sort of like chaotic energy of it because 2020 was chaotic. Like the eclipse really added to the chaos of that year. Exactly right. So, another thing that you'll hear people refer to a lot is something called eclipse season. Uh And it's very like panicky in my experience, especially on social media. Like, oh my God, it's eclipse season. Like, (laughs) Like, prepare. Right. Yeah, we're in eclipse season right now. 
Exactly. At the time of recording this, we're in eclipse season, which was one of the reasons we wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. But even if we're not in it, when you're listening to this, there's one coming pretty soon. So helpful to know. But what eclipse season means is, so it's an approximately 35 day period where there are at least two, sometimes three eclipses. Yes. There are two eclipse seasons in a calendar year and they happen about every six months. Right. Or if you want to be exact, 173.3 days. And that's like a lot of time of your of your life or of your year. So right. you can either spend that being anxious and upset and making excuses, <laughs> or you can understand why things feel a little topsy-turvy and, and deal with it. Exactly right. Also, I'd like to point out that the reason it's 173.3 is because nature doesn't care about our calendar. (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't. In fact, we haven't got it right yet in order of measuring time. Like we have to do all kinds of things to make up for the fact that the way that we measure time isn't exactly the same as how the earth spins and how we travel around the sun. Yeah, there's always like constant little adjustments being made. Yes. Exactly. This eclipse season, let's talk about that for one second. There was a total eclipse of the moon on May 26th. Okay. At the time of recording this, that was two days ago. Yes. You can definitely still feel the energy of it. (laughs) On that later. (laughs) I saw people on social media writing, is there a full moon or something? (laughs) This is happening to me, blah, blah, blah. And I want to be like, as a matter of fact, it is a full moon. (laughs) Yes. With a total eclipse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so because it's an eclipse season, there means there has to be two within 35 days, right? Right. So there's an annular eclipse of the sun on June 10th. Okay. And an annular eclipse, I think is the coolest looking eclipse. It's the one where you just see the outer ring of the sun. Yes. Love that one. It looks like a halo kind of thing. Yes. And so in eclipse season, there's always a moon eclipse and a sun eclipse. Right. The next eclipse season that we have is going to be a partial lunar eclipse on November 19th and a total solar eclipse on December 4th. Wow. Okay. So notice total, total lunar eclipse now, Mm -hmm. partial uh, solar, and that flips around very much how this works in astrology balance everywhere. And you'll see that as we get into this more. Right. All right. Let's talk a little bit about that eclipse freak out thing that happens and that chaotic energy you were referring to earlier. Okay. Now, I think social media makes this worse because a lot of people who don't fully understand what's happening take this like tiny bit of information and then panic everybody about it. Yeah, it's sort of like that whole spiritual integrity thing that we talk about that like there is something there, but you can't just take this little seed of something and spread it everywhere if you don't know exactly what you're talking about. Exactly right. And then you want to make sure you're following like responsible astrologers. Um, Yes. We, what episode was it where we referenced a bunch of astrologers, Jay? It was natal charts. Yeah. So you can go back and listen to that episode. Really, really interesting. And actually having your natal chart will help you understand a lot about how to navigate certain eclipses and retrogrades. So you should definitely have it go back and listen. There's also a bunch of handles in the show notes for that episode that you can check out. But people who aren't responsible astrologers, I see posting like, really like, let's scare everybody stuff. And that's really not fair. 
Right. Well, because that gets you a lot of likes and it gets a lot of people following you because they want to wait and see what you're saying so that they can learn how to avoid disaster. Right. So you get people waiting to hear, but it's not, it's not really energetically nice. (laughs) I agree. And I, I think there's also this thing that we have to constantly remind ourselves of, which sounds probably funny, but Being a human, you are naturally designed to be in alignment with these kinds of cycles and these kinds of things. Your your entire being is created to deal with this. Yeah, humans for all of their existence have lived in these cycles. That's how we function. Exactly. You are of the earth and of the universe. So these cycles are something that are you're naturally designed to deal with. Right. No panic necessary. Yes. Now here's why people panic. (laughs) And I have to say, people have been panicking about this also since ancient times and Mm -hmm. then irresponsible leaders creating panic over things. Right. Keeps going. But eclipse energy is chaotic energy. Yes. It's not dark energy. It's not evil energy. It is not bad energy. It is chaotic energy. Yes. Chaotic energy and peaceful energy are polarities that have to exist and that you want both of in your life. Yeah, you need chaos. You can't exist in this perfect, peaceful place all the time. There has to be chaos to shake stuff up. Exactly. So when there is chaotic energy, you change and you grow. So chaotic energy brings change and growth. Peaceful energy brings healing and envisioning. So you, you sort of heal your old stuff and you envision what you want for new stuff and, and manifest and like really focus on it when it's, it's not eclipse season, right? When it's much more peaceful energy. And then when that chaotic energy comes, now it's time to go out and, and change and like, and transform and, and really like grow and like allow that. It's, it's very um, much a release and not so much action-based. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think a lot of us are, or like a lot of modern day humans are, they use those peaceful periods. They always want peace mm-hmm. because they're scared of the chaos because they don't feel like they can handle the chaos. So we kind of like hide behind peace. We don't actually use it to heal. We use it as like, I got to keep everything peaceful so I don't have to do the hard stuff. It feels like it's the easy place. Exactly right. Human beings are designed to change. Human beings are designed to follow this cyclical pattern of healing and envisioning and then growth and change. And whether or not you like it, that's how it's going to (laughs) go. Well, right. And if you don't like it and you, uh, and you resist it, then it actually makes it harder than like the chaos is harder. Exactly. You're, you're really pushing against the tide and you're really, you're having a harder experience than you need to. But I also want to, I also want to excuse it for you by saying human beings are designed to constantly be changing and evolving. That's our natural state. But, but trauma can cause you to have a, have that resistant response to change. So if you are having that, I just, I don't want you to think that we're saying there's something wrong with you. There isn't, there's just some unhealed stuff, work on getting to the point where change can excite you and life will feel a lot better. 
Yeah, we also live in a society that doesn't give you any tools to deal with trauma or to deal with chaos. So you, you feel like if you're experiencing chaos or trauma, that there's something wrong with you because you don't see it anywhere. Everyone's like perfectly composed and happy all the time. And so you don't know why you don't feel that way too. That's such a fantastic point. And it's certainly valid for both men and women, but especially women, you are cyclical yourself. Like mm-hmm. you are extra cyclical. <laughs> right. We put that on a t-shirt. I'm extra cyclical. Right. Well, I think that the argument can be made for both genders or for any gender, right? Mm-hmm. Like women are very cyclical, but societally men are told that there should be no emotions. There should be no feeling, no processing. Exactly. So, it's so you're either, yes, you're either told don't feel anything or cycle at all. Or as a woman, you're told you're crazy. <clears throat> Look at my third arc. I was like, what are we talking about right now? <laughs> <laughs> you were told you're crazy or that there's something wrong with having all of those emotions when it's literally your design. Like you're meant to be a volcano that erupts a lot. <laughs> right. And all humans cycle with with the earth and with these seasons and with these eclipses i mean we're all made to do that any gender is made to do that exactly right all right i have a a super popular question that people ask me all the time and sometimes panic over when it's eclipse season okay i bet you can guess what i'm gonna say should i be manifesting during eclipse season yes there's there's two should i be manifesting during eclipse season and oh no, I charged my crystals during a full moon that had an eclipse. This is such a hot topic. And it, <laughs> the opinions are so extreme. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's, let's talk about both of them. Mm-hmm. So I have an analogy for the manifesting one. Maybe it's a weird analogy. Maybe you can come up with a better one. But I feel like this might help people understand why it it comes across like you shouldn't manifest during an eclipse. Okay. Because there's an element of it that's true, but if not explained as a blanket statement, it's not true. Okay. So should you, should you manifest during a eclipse? You can continue manifesting during an eclipse. It's not the best time to either create a new goal and start going after that or to go like reap what you've sown and harvest everything that it's not the best time for those things. Can you do it? Yes. Is it, it's just going to be harder. Right. And if you're not used to the, to the elements, to to the way these seasons work, if you're not used to manifesting, if you don't have a practice involved with this, it does have a tendency to get dicey. It, It can get very chaotic. If you, if you don't know what you're doing or if it's just something that you haphazardly do when you need to. Exactly. So I'm going to give you my analogy and then I'm going to try to make it a little bit more real life. Mm -hmm. So here's my analogy. If you said to me, is this a good time for me to go out into my garden and pick all of the veggies that I have, I have grown. And I would say, okay, if it's not eclipse season, think of that as like a beautiful sunny day with a nice breeze. (laughs) Right. If it is eclipse season, picture doing that in the middle of a thunderstorm where the wind is like just 
pelting you and the, the rain is coming in sideways and it hurts and it's getting in your eyes and it's muddy. So you're slipping and like you could accidentally spill everything because the conditions are so crazy. Can you do it? Absolutely. Can you, can you bring in that stuff? Yes. It's just the, the chances of things going chaotically and, and kind of rough for you and the conditions in which you're going to be trying to do it in are just not ideal. Right. And not only the planting of those seeds, but then the conditions from which those things are going to grow. Right. Because the storm's going to stay a while. Exactly. Right? It's a season. Exactly right. So the analogy works for if you're harvesting it, if you're going out to check on the plants, if right. you're planting the seeds, not the best conditions for it. Can you do it? Like if you're in a place where you're like, oh, well, I need to, I really need to focus on and manifest this or bring this in or whatever. Absolutely. But like right. wear a raincoat and galoshers and be prepared that you, it could be a, a very difficult experience. It could be under tough conditions and you could slip and fall a few times before you make it happen. Right. So in the real world, you need to be like super specific about what you're manifesting, very specific about how you want to feel. Because what you're normally calling in isn't going to be what you think it is because the chaos of the season is going to change that. Exactly right. So keep in mind that if you have already been manifesting something, bringing it into eclipse season is fine. Keep going with it. No, taking any action with it is something that you just need to be a little bit more braced for. It's a short period of time. You can sort of hold it off. If you can't hold it off, be more prepared that it's going to be more difficult. Right. Agreed. But you still can. Like if you've been trying to manifest like something like a new job and you've been trying to manifest it for like three months, it doesn't mean absolutely stop and don't even think about the job anymore. It right. just means like this is, it wouldn't be the ideal time to like really amp it up and go on 87 interviews. Still go on them if they come up, of course, but no, like there's so much more potential for it to be um, a difficult experience. That's all. Right. And just have it in your mind that you need to be aware of other variables that you probably wouldn't take into consideration that the obstacles are going to come up that you wouldn't normally be planning for. That's what eclipse season is about. Exactly. Now let's talk about the crystals. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's say you're one of the people who panicked, who panicked two nights ago yep. and you put your crystals in the window for a full moon. First of all, Bravo for freaking remembering to do that. <laughs> yes. I do yeah. not always remember to do that. Okay. Yes. But all of a sudden you realize, oh no, there was an eclipse. And I'm pretty sure I saw a meme on Facebook that you shouldn't do that. Like that's the kind of thing, like, what should I do? Do I need to get rid of my crystals? Do not need to get rid of your crystals. No, 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 no. Okay. Here's what happens with crystals during, like if you put them in the, in the moonlight during an eclipse. Yep. Your crystals have captured chaotic energy. Yes. Okay. So in them is not the normal sort of like grounded, um, peaceful, I don't know. Crystals always just make me feel calm. Right. Captured in those crystals, you still might feel kind of calm, but you're going to also, if you have any sort of chaos or anything off in you, it's going to feel like it's vibrating when you're near your crystals. Right. That's not necessarily a bad thing. If you're trying to deal and bring something to the surface, that's good. 
Okay. You have the intention of calling in normal full moon energy. That's not going to be what you're expecting. If you're charging your crystals up so that you're like getting rid of energy so it's clear and then you can have that calm grounding experience, that's not what's going to happen if you've done it during an eclipse. Right. Now. Do not panic if you did that because there's another full moon coming next month. And as soon as you put them in the window for that one, they're okay. Also, you can look up different things to do if you don't want to wait that long. Some crystals you can rinse in water, which will clear them up. But you've got to Google that that stuff first because some will just like get ruined or release toxic stuff if you put them in water. You have to know what you're doing. So Google your crystals. You can, um, you can use sage, you can use essential oils, you can use different vibrations to clear them. Just clear them or wait till the next full moon. They can still be out. Just know when you go to, to use those crystals and however you use them, they are going to bring out that chaotic sort of energy in you. Yes. Um, Eliza Kelly, who's one of our favorite Instagram astrologers that we yes. mentioned in the um, natal charts episode, she compares charging crystals to like the crystals being a USB, which I love that analogy. Mm-hmm. And so she says that if you're charging your crystals, and this is one thing I definitely don't do. I, I don't necessarily stop manifesting during eclipse season, yeah. but I don't charge anything right. during eclipse season. Um, but she compares it to plugging in your USB and downloading all of these chaotic files. Like you're basically just calling into that crystal all of this like chaos and drama and and tumultuousness, like all this stuff. And so that's not what you want to be downloading to your or uploading to your crystal. So that's sometimes just let it go. But if you practice Reiki, if you're attuned to Reiki, you can clear a crystal with that. Um, there, like, like you said, Heather, there are so many ways that you can clear a crystal. Just Google it. Google it. Clear that crystal. Um, also, we have an entire episode on crystals. Yes. And we talk about how to clear them and charge them and all of that. So go back and listen to that. Right. Like again, chaotic energy isn't necessarily bad. And I, and I also want to, I also want to make this point because I think sometimes people get afraid of crystals, which I always find interesting Mm -hmm. lack of knowledge, but your energy is way more powerful than the energy of a crystal. Exactly. So if you, you don't need to like, like bury it out in the yard, like just like, remember there's some chaotic energy in that crystal before you, you clear it and make sure your energy doesn't get like sucked into that. You're stronger than a crystal. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> that could be on a t-shirt too, Jay. You're stronger <laughs> than a crystal. <laughs> Crystals are from the earth. Like yes. talk about, talk about humans being created and evolving to deal with eclipse cycles and lunar cycles. It's the same way that we are with crystals and, and rocks. Like we've all been here together. <laughs> We're all made of the same things. Yeah. Right. So it's, it, there's nothing to be afraid of. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So eclipses, I found, I found these two descriptions of eclipses and I liked them. So I wanted to say them to you to see what you thought of them. Okay. Eclipses are a cosmic push to create change. Yes. Love. Eclipses push us to realign. I don't like that one as much, but yes, I agree with it. <laughs> should I have done that one? Before? I should have switched the order. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think some people. I think it's. I think it's true, but I think a lot of people will use eclipse season to actually get more out of alignment. 
I think you're right. I think what I like about the use of the word alignment instead of the word change is that alignment sort of describes it better to me because it's not like things are going to change in your life that you just didn't ask for. Like obviously tough things happen and, and, and struggle happens. I, and you certainly don't call bad things to yourself. I don't, I don't like that. That's not true. No. But what is true is like if stuff's changing and evolving in your life, like you've already played a part in that. Right. And there's a purpose for it. There's a purpose that you can take from it. Exactly. So you, if the change is coming down the pipeline to you, like a new job or a new house or a a new relationship or whatever, that isn't because the universe was just like, you know what we're going to do to Jamie today? We're going to send her this random new thing. It's because you, the thing that you had before is no longer in alignment with you. So I just like to explain that because I think people act sometimes like it's this change that they're like so scared of what it could possibly be. And it's like, hint, right. look at what's not in alignment in your life. And that's what it's going to be. Does that make sense? Right. We're always like the universe is always pushing you towards like what's better for you or what's more in alignment for you. But I think where we get stuck in our society is that we want it to just be smooth. Right. It's not like how many stories have you heard? Like, oh, I, I lost my job and I, I was unemployed for so long. And then, you know, all these terrible things happened. And then I found my dream job and it was, it was nothing I'd ever thought of or dreamed of before. Like, yeah, I'm not saying that you have to suffer. I'm not saying that life has to be awful all the time, but oftentimes things work out in ways that you as a mere mortal living in this human body that you could never plan out. Like, so Rather than trying to micromanage it and grab it and suffocate it and be like, everything's going to be easy and safe and smooth because that's what feels safe to me. Sometimes you got to just roll through an eclipse season <laughs> and let the cards fall where they where they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Release the expectation that life is supposed to be smooth and easy all the time. And I'm going to tell you what, instant improvement. It sounds like it would be sad. It's not. It's, it's like the best as, as somebody who loves control, it's the best thing to let go of. Right. Because then when things are hard, you're like, why is this happening to me? It, it, what did I do wrong? Right. It puts you in the place of the victim because you don't think that that's how it's quote unquote supposed to work. Exactly. Exactly. And again, change your intuitions already called it in. If, if suddenly, you know, there's a job change or relationship change or financial change or whatever, your intuition has gone. We don't, we don't align. This doesn't feel good anymore. Right. And it's called it in. So be in tune with that. It can be uncomfortable and terrible and knock you to the floor. I, I'm not trying to like sugarcoat it or romanticize it, but it isn't just random smacking and, and changing in your life. No, it's like when you have a job or a relationship that, you know, you don't really like anymore, but it's safe. Like you like the paycheck or, you know, you don't want to leave the other person, but you actually, you know, subconsciously, intuitively that it, it really feels yucky now. So if you're not going to let it go, if you're not going to work to let it go, the universe is going to come in and shake it up for you because the universe or your, the guides or whoever you call that, they're not working against you. They're working with you. They want yeah. you to be happy. The universe wants you to be happy. Your intuition wants you to be happy. Yeah. Your ego wants you to be safe and your intuition wants you to be happy and fulfilled and your intuition will always beat your ego, but it plays the long game. So it, it 
your ego might say, you know what, we're staying in this unhappy relationship for 10 years because it's safe. Okay, but your intuition's going to win in the end. That shit's going right. to blow up. You know what I mean? It's it's learning to trust that. And it's not easy. No, it's not. There are plenty of times my intuition says something and I'm really angry at it. Like, no. Yeah. Or, you, or like you're in the middle of something and you can't see your way out of it. You're like, how is this ever going to work itself out? But mm-hmm. there's always that moment eventually where you're like, oh, I see. I get it now. Thankfully, that happened. Exactly. So feel free to complain about it mm-hmm. and to scream at the universe and stomp, walk up and down your stairs when you need to about it. Absolutely. But don't don't walk around as if it's, it's like victimizing you. That's, that's right. really not going to help you. No. All right. A couple, a couple more things. Um, eclipses always coincide with a new moon and a full moon. Right. People are like, oh my God, it's a full moon and an eclipse. And I'm like, well, that's the only kind of lunar eclipse. Like it's the only time that's going to happen. That's how this works. Yes. Or <gasps> new moon and solar eclipse. Like, no, that's always how it is. Right. Because you're, if you're just getting your information through memes or through little like snippets on social media, it's going to feel like you're just getting little hits of information and you're not going to see the big picture of how all these cycles work. Exactly. Okay. So two seasons, the two eclipse seasons, right? We have two every year that are kind of like equally placed. Yep. They always occur in signs that are directly opposite of each other to create polarity. Right. Because everything needs balance. (laughs) Exactly right. All right. I want to talk a little bit about the current eclipse energy that we're having right now. Okay. Now, if you are listening to this later, this is still really valid because it will explain to you what happens with these two sort of polarity energies and what the shifts look like. So if you're, if you're in the, if you're, if you're listening on the day the episode came out or the week the episode came out, awesome. You'll be like, Oh, I see all of that. If you're not, look back at what was going on in your life at this time. But also (laughs) this is just a great for an example, right? All right, so let's look at this season's eclipse energy. So I think it's important to look at two things when you're looking at the eclipse season and the eclipse energy, and that is the outgoing energy, the energy that's kind of leaving and it's been happening before the eclipse, and then the energy that's coming in. Yes. Because you're going to feel both. Like you're going to feel them kind of buck up against each other a little bit, and then you're going to feel the shift in the pole. And it's, it's really interesting if you can be aware of it. Yes. Now I found a bunch of this on the goop website, Jay. Mm-hmm. I have, I have like mixed feelings about goop, but I remember they did that series. On, I think it was on Netflix. I liked that. And this actually had a lot of good info. So let's, yeah, I agree. I don't think it's all bad. Okay. So the outgoing energies, the energy that came with the last eclipse this has to do with the nodes. Okay. Okay. So a node is a very complicated thing. <laughs> really? Well, here's the simple way of saying it. The orbit of the, the moon, it tilts as it like goes across the sun. And it right. creates like a high point in its sort of orbit path and a low point as it's moving across. And that those are the two main nodes. Right. And so they kind of like dramatically highlight 
where the moon where the moon hits in those points and then then the energy of the eclipse is highlighted by what those points are does that okay so the north node is all about like your future aspirations potential life path things you're passionate about it's all about the future and Mm -hmm. the south node is all about the past so past experience patterns memories and breaking cycles right so the outgoing energy the eclipse axis which is talking about the nodes too. We are on Cancer and Capricorn. Okay. So 2020, the eclipse energy that came in was these two. So Cancer is a water sign. Mm -hmm. Feminine energy rules the home, nourishment, how we take care of our bodies and how we keep ourselves safe. Right. Now the other side is the Capricorn, which is masculine energy. And right. structure, career, success, achievement, balance of work and home. See how it all works like that? All balances all the time. Yeah. Now, Jamie, I don't know if you remember 2020. <laughs> I, yes, very much so. But seven eclipses occurred and brought in this energy. And think about this. Changes and shifts in home and work. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, pandemic. (laughs) Feeling safe, like really interesting, I think. And a lot of emotions in 2020. Yes. And a lot of um, things that came up about the balance of masculine and feminine energy. And and don't read that as genders, read that as energy, like how those work. That, That presents itself in a lot of the gender stuff, but it definitely was a big part of it. Our society shifted from being masculine in its approach to having to literally put the brakes on and become feminine. Exactly. All right. Let's talk about the incoming energy. So the energy that's coming in with this eclipse is going to be here in 2021. Are you ready for this? Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) So the eclipse axis is Gemini and Sagittarius. Okay. All of this combo is kind of like, questioning everything you thought you knew. Sounds about right. <laughs> it's, it's especially in how we educate each other and who writes our history. Sounds like a Hamilton song, first of all. I agree and I like it. Wow, that's also, awesome. So seeing this, this sentence got me. Tell me what you think. Seeing other people's viewpoints as truths. Oh, yeah. We need more of that. Yeah, There's a lot of resistance to that in this. I year. feel resistance to that, to be honest. Yeah. Like somebody who is fighting against equality because they're afraid or something or supporting a certain kind of orangey person. Like I sometimes have trouble like going like, well, that is your truth. So I, I think it's a hard thing. It should be interesting. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I think, but there's a lot of work to be done there. And I think after all the stuff we learned last year, like now this year is the time where we can start implementing the stuff to start healing. Exactly. So a little more specifics on Gemini and Sagittarius. The Gemini is like childlike curiosity, um, adaptability, and shifting and changing your opinions. Which is all we're doing right now. Like we're all, I think a lot of us are learning that we have to let go of the way we've always seen things as a society. Yes. And that we have to start like 
being authentic and honest. Yes. And the Sagittarius energy is going to bring in dealing with, with the higher mind, the following issues. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Physical country borders, race, religion, and philosophy, and how all of those things are constructed in the mind. Tell me that astrology isn't real. Tell me that it isn't legit. And then fight me about it because that's crazy. Right? Yes. Okay. So that's what this energy is bringing in. So if you're feeling chaotic and you're feeling like your life's a little topsy-turvy or the world feels a little topsy-turvy or if you're like me and you haven't really slept in a few nights because of all of the energy, just think about how exciting that kind of is. Well, and think about how how much faster we could evolve and fix things if people would just be open to the idea of intuition and energy and astrology. Because you could say what you just said to a bunch of people and they'll just wave you off like, like you're crazy. But if we all actually got on board with this, we could just move this train so much faster down the tracks. Agreed. And you know what? I, I don't think that I've ever explained like astrology or what's going on in the world to somebody where they weren't like blown away by how accurate it was. Of course, of course they are because that's how impactful it is. Yeah. Even the muggliest of muggles Mm -hmm. are like, Oh, Oh yeah. Even with work and stuff, I'm telling everyone, take a breath. It's eclipse season. Exactly. (laughs) Boss. Make a big change. Just feel through it. It's coming. Allow it. Don't force. That's not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Allowing. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey, Jamie, do you know what goes really well with listening to a podcast? A great cup of coffee. Yep. And if you're local to South Shore, Massachusetts, you've got to check out Restoration Coffee. They're a specialty coffee shop that's been voted best coffee on the South Shore numerous times. And they offer more than just a great cup of coffee. They have specialty lattes, breakfast and lunch options, a cool vibe, and a really friendly staff. And if you're local or not, you can also order their beans, which are roasted in-house, by the way, and have them shipped anywhere. Yes. I'm going to go grab myself an Americano. No, grab me a Rachel with oat milk. That's my favorite latte. All right. You got it. And you know what, Jay? The owner is also really hot. Um, you should know you're married to him. <laughs> All right. Visit restoration-coffee.com. That's restoration-coffee.com. And tell them that the intuitive girl sent you. I want to finish the part about eclipses with something I think is like my favorite element of eclipse energy. Okay. What? So eclipses run in an 18 year cycle, Mm -hmm. meaning that 18 years ago to this, let's say to May 26, May 18 years ago, which was 2003, the same eclipse occurred in the same signs. Wow. Okay. Every 18 years, you're dealing with the same stuff you were dealing with 18 years ago. Right. Like your spiral staircase theory. Exactly right. So you're dealing with it from a new point of view. So it's kind of like a mile marker of where you've adjusted to or where you've grown to since the last time. And like a like a way to, you're dealing with the same stuff, but it's a way to assess like 
what have I learned in these last 18 years? Exactly. Exactly. And what parts do I still need to work on? Because life spoiler alert, you're never going to fully get over an issue or heal an issue. It's always going to come back. You're just going to, you're going to learn from it and deal with it from a different place. And it's, it's right. not going to always feel so yucky. It'll, it will, it'll feel different, but it right. will keep coming back to you. That's how this works. Agreed. Okay. And so if you're in the bits of it and you hear that if you're in your car and you're like, Oh my God, I don't want to keep dealing with this. Just trust us. Like if you actually put the work in and do the work and the cycles roll around again. It it isn't as bad as it is right now. If you're in a tough place right now, it won't be. You just gotta the you know the only way out is through, right? You gotta do the work. Yeah, avoiding it and pretending it's not happening is only gonna make it way harder. And it sounds like it's worse to face it mm. as someone who like worked really hard to avoid it for a long time and then started facing it all of it. I gotta tell you, the facing it's way easier. Right, because if you don't face it, then you're still stuck in the same spot. So then you're always in it. You're always stuck in it rather than going up that spiral staircase and being able to, you know, then start to look down upon it. Like, okay, I'm not in that pit anymore. You stay in the pit if you don't do the work. I have a really weird analogy. Apparently this is analogy day. Maybe that's the eclipse. Is the eclipse causing analogies, Jay? (laughs) I guess so. Could be. Okay. I compare this to if there was an elephant ghost in the room with you all the time. Okay. If you were pretending the elephant ghost wasn't there and when it was there, you kept like jumping and pretending not to look at it. That would be a terrible experience. Yes. But if you were like, huh, there's an elephant ghost in my room. What a strange thing. Let me figure out why it's here and what it wants. And like, talk to it and lean into it. And I'm a little afraid of this elephant ghost, right. but let me, let me see what's going on. Let me call in help or find some resources, what to do when there's an elephant ghost in the room. I wouldn't recommend Googling that, but there's people you could talk to, right? right. Your experience is going to be way different. And then the elephant ghost will go away. Right. Exactly. Again, weird yeah. analogy, but that's what I came up with. Yeah. I'm here for that. Okay. So I wanted to, I wanted us to just give a little snapshot of what was happening in our lives in May of 2003. And if we see any of that stuff resurfacing. Okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. What was going on in your world in May, 2003? In 2003, I, I um, I love it. That, that makes me smile. Yeah. I had just gotten married. My husband and I had just bought our first um, condo. We bought a condo together. Um, my first house in the big city. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we were still reeling slash dealing with the death of my father-in-law at, um, in 2002. So it had been a year of that, but that was still like a very big transition for us. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. That's a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, it was a big, it was a big year. It was a um lots of milestones. Lots of change. Lots of change. So do you see any of the stuff that you were dealing with with getting married and buying a house and healing from grief? And like, do you see that in your life now? I don't, do I? <laughs> 
I do, but it's way easier to see it from somebody else's point of view. This is this is what we're gonna put on the on the merch is like Jamie's saying of you can't see your own shit. Yes, it's so true. This is why you need help from other people. Yeah, right? because you're only you can't see it. Exactly right. And I'm sure when I tell you mine, you're gonna you're probably guffaw. I mean, I can see some of it, but you'll probably see things I don't. And that happens all the time. That's why you need to have intuitive witchy friends. You really, really do. Because I'll say something to you or you'll say something to me and be like, well, isn't that kind of like this? And the other one will be like, holy cow. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but now that you're saying that, there is a lot of change in my life right now. Like with, especially with like my, the ages of my children, like my children are aging, getting into different like teenage years. Like there are certain transitions happening. Yes. So I, I think when I look at, you have to look at stuff when you're looking at eclipses as not literal, right? So like, I'm not getting remarried. I'm so- <laughs> I mean, maybe to the same person, but you're not, yeah. I mean, that's He's not going to agree to like redo our vows, a recommittal. No we'll thing. just surprise him. We'll just make it ourselves and we'll spring it on him. He'll be the one that's surprised. <laughs> Surprise, we're renewing our vows. <laughs> um, all right. So I see getting married as a change in relationships, right? So yeah. in the in the relationships you already have, really close ones, evolving, like it, it changing and going to another place. And I definitely see that with your kids and their ages and like they're evolving and they're doing some awesome work on themselves and they're just fantastic. And, and as they creep towards teenagerness, you're changing and realigning that relationship. Yes. There's a lot of that happening. The healing of like from, from the death of your father-in-law and like, Mm-hmm. We definitely see you creating lots of new boundaries and, and shifting and changing in the way that you connect. I think that you could say that throughout my entire life. I think that you're, let me, let me say that I think right now you're, you're doing it really well. Exactly. Like throughout the landscape of my life, like creating solid boundaries that make sense and are healthy and that are applicable. Like I can, I can actually follow through on them. Exactly right. So I think all of that stuff, I could keep going about your life, but I think I'll get too personal for the podcast. But I even think like manifesting your dream home in the city, your next dream home, that's on your plate. Shifting, I think you're probably not mentioning like work changes and and finding like a different stride with that. I think that happened. And that's, I think that's happening now because we freaking love the podcast. And it's doing this thing where it's like taking off and we're both like holding hands, like, Oh my God, what's going to happen? This is so exciting. Like, and I think that was there too. So I I think it's easier for someone else to look, but I definitely see some of those things for you. Agreed. I think you can also use it as a way to sort of forecast and speaking to like the home change. I'm not moving right now. Although that is a, you know, that's a long, that's a goal of mine. It's been a long time goal of mine. So rather than looking at that, I'm just saying this as a matter of perspective, rather than looking at that and being like, oh, I still haven't moved. This is the year I'm supposed to be moving. The cycle is supposed to be changing. Like instead of being mad about it and being the victim of it, you can use it as a way with a better perspective to say, oh, well, this is in, in alignment with my cycle. Like, let me work towards that. Like, this is a great opportunity for that. Yeah. I have created this kind of change in this energy before. Right. So exactly. So it it might not be that you buy a house during this eclipse. I mean, I would be shook if you do, that would be awesome. But I don't think, I think that's a little much, 
Um, but it might be that you, you use that familiar energy where you've created change before and right. you use it to move yourself towards your goals. I think that's awesome. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> um, in 2003, I had just in May, I had, I was graduating from college. Okay. I was a dance major. I had, I, I told you this before. I have trouble calling what I have had have as an eating disorder because it doesn't fit like the parameters of the ones. And I have talked to so many people who also say that. And when I hear them describe what they went through, I'm like, that's totally an eating disorder, but I have trouble identifying it for me. I won't get, that could be a whole episode, but like, I, I think we do this weird thing with, with eating disorders and stuff where like, you're supposed to fit in a box. And if you don't, you don't have one. I don't know. It's, it's a whole thing. That's a whole American thing. Yeah. So I was dealing with healing from that because mm-hmm. I was getting myself out of the environment that was creating that problem. Yes. Um, and it's not all the environment's fault. I, I went with it, but you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I was realizing that what I wanted, what I went to school for being a dance teacher and like, dancing and doing that kind of stuff was not what I wanted to do with my life. And I had thought that's what I wanted to do since I was two. Ouch. And I moved back home and in with my parents Uh and quickly realized that like that whole thing you're sold of like, go to college, get a degree and then just keep going. Like you'll somehow have your own house. Like that all of that was a lie. Yeah. That's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. So that's where I was in 2003. I'll tell you what I see for similarities and then you you can probably, maybe you'll see more, maybe not, whatever. But I definitely, well, for the entire time, always struggle with body image and my relationship to food and how I feel about my own body. That is, that never stopped. Mm -hmm. But I certainly feel those issues coming up again like so for me it's like very specific to say you put a bathing suit on right okay you're gonna be around other people I accept how my body looks in a bathing suit if I was just me in it but if I then am in front of other people I start feeling like they're gonna they're gonna judge it and think less of me because it's not my body isn't perfect based on society standards I totally get what you're saying yeah I hear you that isn't something I felt very strongly over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. I know it was 18 years ago, but I probably felt it then. And that I feel back. And I'm like, huh, what are you doing here? And, you know, when you're, when you're a dancer and you're in the dance world, you're, you're, that's everything. Like your body is always being criticized by other people and you're trying to make it fit whatever they want it to look like. Right. So, but we're also just now coming out of a pandemic where you've, you've had, you're supposed to exist like alone, just within your own home with your own family. And now we're reintegrating, going back out into society. So like the projections of society that you think are coming at you, I think is a very valid point. Yeah. I don't, people are looking at me again. <laughs> right. We're not used to like wearing real clothes, like not wearing sweatpants. We're not used to going out and functioning society anymore. So, I mean, it's an, again, it's an opportunity. You can relearn, like you can, or, or teach yourself a new way to Mm -hmm. feel. Exactly. 
Um, and then I'll just add like work wise, lots of changes that kind of aligns like in, in that's a, that's huge. Yeah. That is a huge one. The way that you're changing what you see your career to be. Exactly. It's, it's a big pivot and it's like asking yourself those questions, like what parts of me from before continue <laughs> or my work from before continue and what what's let go of. And that's a difficult process. And that was certainly when I was doing then. It's also what you worked on in college. And since you were two, like I have this idea and I put a lot of time into it and now I'm going to drastically shift that. And you're also now just doing that. You put a lot of effort and time into what you were doing and now you're shifting it again. Yeah. And, and to add to that, when you have the same job, I like identity, what you want to be when you grow up, like, like since you were two until you're, I don't know, how old was I? 22 or 20 in 2003. It's your identity. So when you realize that that was wrong, you experience a complete identity crisis. And if you do that at the same time as absolutely not being able to see what your own body looks like when you look in a mirror, you, it's a very strange, it's, it's sort of like repainting yourself for yourself And I certainly feel that now. Yeah, it becomes like a who am I moment. It's not just like shifting gears or choosing a different path. It's more of like a who am I? Like physically, who am I when I look in the mirror? What is my body doing? Who am I? But also like, what am I? What am I doing? What do I want to be doing? That's a big moment. And what are people going to think if it's different than what it was before? Right. Yeah. For sure. This turned into an eclipse therapy session. <laughs> You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> well, let's go, we'll go back and look in your life. Where were you? What and- was happening in 2003, specifically in like May? It doesn't have to be just May. Look at that year. But especially in like springtime, uh-huh. right? And what? how does it compare to now? And if you're not seeing the similarities... Um, remember it's energetically, I think my, mine and yours, I think mine is a little bit more surface obvious than yours, Mm -hmm. but it could be either one. This is the beauty of what Jamie and I always accidentally bring to the podcast, or we don't like try to, is that we always bring two different experiences and it's so good because it represents everybody. Like they'll be next eclipse season. I might not feel that as strongly or see that as much. Like it's your, it's your own experience and it's correct. Right. Exactly. That's all I have about eclipses. What do you think? Do you have anything to add? Any questions? Any comments? No, I think the only thing that I think of when I hear it's eclipse season, when I start to see all the, you know, the terror posting about it is that the word I just keep thinking in my head is allow, 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 allow. We're not going out. We're not pushing. We're not manifesting. We're just allowing. We're not resisting the change. We're also not forcing it. We're just allowing the universe to do what it needs to do. And to be fair, allowing is freaking hard. Um, Yeah. When you live in this society, under these standards and this capitalistic bullshit, money, everything, material goods, go get this, go do that, look like this. Just allowing is really hard. And it has unfortunately become counterintuitive to how a lot of us act. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's it's sort of like a trust fall. And it's exactly it's terrifying. And if you're like me and you love control, 
Um, I found myself the other day going, I'm going to allow the shit out of this eclipse. And I don't know that. <laughs> That's not how you allow. That's, That's not how that works. That's not how that works. Yeah. So if you're like me and you're very action based and you like to do, that's how you get through stuff. Um, it's extra tough, but it's also like a great exercise in doing it. This is the time where it feels easier to allow if you can. Uh-huh. The thing that I take away from it a lot is that I feel a lot of physical symptoms from it. I feel tired a lot, which is mm-hmm. sort of like where my body goes when it's overwhelmed is like to fatigue because it wants to sort of shut down a little bit. So if you're feeling tired, or like you said, Heather, if you're feeling scattered, mm-hmm. these are things, it's just your body and your energy acclimating to the eclipse energy. Your body knows what it needs to do. Your body right. is of the earth. It is of the universe. There's stardust in your bones, baby. Like all of that, your body is telling you. So if your body's like, how about some extra sleep here for all this change and growth we're doing do it it's it's a growth spurt is what you're having yes it is a growth spurt but you're having it's a great lesson and and it's a great opportunity to rewrite the things you've been taught by society because you're told to not sleep to not take a nap if you need it to not feed yourself more if you need it to not you know be emotional and mad and upset if you need to be so but sometimes during seasons like this you have to be, you're, like you said, Heather, your body knows it and it's going to make it happen. So take that as an opportunity to rewrite these standards that we're told we have to live with. Yes. And also you don't always have to present as perfectly together. You can no. show up and be like, Hey, I'm a little scattered today. Will you, will you hold me for that? Yeah. Like, and, and if right. you- and if you're, if you can't be like, oh, it's eclipse season. Like if you're going to be like the weirdo in the cubicle, if you say things like that, you don't have to say that, but you can just be like, hey, I'm feeling super scattered. Like just, I just need a couple extra seconds. I'm also going to say you should totally always be the weirdo in the cubicle. I mean, if you, I agree, but some people might be a little nervous about that, but I'll give you a high five for it. Yeah. We encourage weirdos in cubicles. Those are our people. People. Just put some crystals in your cubicle. Yes, but don't charge don't them. Charge them. <laughs> Just put them in there. <laughs> don't charge them. Exactly right. Okay, Jay, that's all I have about eclipses. I think so next week we're going to do, we're going to continue on because I feel like eclipses and retrogrades really go together energetically. Yeah, I agree. We're going to talk about retrogrades next week on the podcast. So make sure you listen for that too, because we're also currently in the in three retrogrades, but the most popular of the retrogrades, which is Mercury. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. So we'll see you guys next week to talk about retrogrades. Bye, Jay. Thank you, Heather. Can I ask everyone listening to do us a favor? Can you please go wherever you're listening to this, whatever platform you listen to the IGG on, can you go on for us, please? And like, whatever it's asking you to do, like, like, follow, download, rate, write a review. We would love for you to do that for us. Hey. 
Hey, thanks for listening to our episode. For show notes and a place to send feedback, please visit our website, embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls. Again, that's embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls.